Get it. The Bird Show. Okay, could you date someone who's serving life in prison? That's a question I had to ask myself this week because I... <laughs> I thought you were supposed to not be dating guys. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second. Uh, I was like, maybe this is the exception. If I can't physically see them, I can write to them in prison. Hey, hey Bert, if there's glass in between them, it should, it should count. Still a relationship, for sure. You should at least let her have that one. How bad she is. The bar is low. The bar is in prison, no, apparently. because then she's picking up the phone and they're talking on the phone through okay. the glass also. Okay. So it's a full blown relationship. But what if he writes to me first? <laughs> Still, no loopholes here. No prison loopholes. So, <laughs> I was doing an interview for my podcast last week, um, and the episode that dropped this week is about a completely unrelated story that's actually really devastating. It's a story about domestic violence, um, but she, I was asking her, I was like, so, um, how have you how have you evolved from this? How has dating been after this horrible experience that you just had? And she said, well, I just broke up with my boyfriend who's serving life in prison, and I was like, hold up, let's not bury the lead. So, <laughs> <laughs> we should have started with this. I was like, it is the breakup breakdown. Hello. Um, so I asked her, I was like, okay, so how did you meet this guy? Like, why did you date him? He's serving life in prison. Like, you know, you're never going to see this man again. And she goes, well, I have, you know, a lot of trauma from, you know, the previous relationships. And to me, this felt safe. Like he's, he's literally yeah. in prison. He's not going anywhere. But what I found so ironic was that, they ended up breaking up because she started having suspicions that he was having conversations with other women. I was like, even when they're locked up, they're going to be unfaithful. <laughs> and I was like, well, did you find proof? And she goes, no, I was just so paranoid. And that like really made me so sad for her. So they ended up parting ways because they couldn't handle, um, she couldn't handle thinking that he had a, other girls, I guess, right. outside of the prison walls. And I asked her, I was like, well, it didn't bother you at all that he was serving life in prison. And she told me that she doesn't have physical desires towards other people. So she could do with that without that. And she, to an extent, felt like she would feel more secure with somebody where she knew where they would be at all times. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, even if, even if you're having correspondence with other women, you kind of know what they're up to. But well, life in prison, did she disclose what <laughs> gave him that sentence? Yes. So... It's felony murder, but he did. Is that all? <laughs> oh, wow. What else? Wait, let me explain. Let me explain. There was a but after felony murder? <laughs> felony murder, but, but. Hang on, hang on. Did he, he jaywalk? He, I don't think he was the person that killed the person. So felony murder is basically when you commit a felony and someone dies. Yes. Okay. So I, I don't know if he was like 17. I think he was, he was 17 and he was out with his friends and someone stole like $500 from them. So they're like, we're going to go handle this. You know, the, you know, the old fashioned way, we're just going to beat this guy up. So long story short, they go to beat the guy up and someone pulls out a knife and kills the guy. Obviously horrible, heartbreaking, shouldn't have happened. But I don't think he was the one that like stabbed him yeah. and they had no intention of murdering this guy. So from watching extensive amounts of the first 48, um, if you are there and if you are a part of like a robbery gone bad and somebody dies and even if you weren't the one that committed the murder, if you were there and you were a part of it, you too are charged with murder and can go away for life. Well, that's neat. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's, I mean, certain states are like that. I don't know. I don't. I, I, maybe if you want to figure that out and do your own research, I don't know why you would need to have that information. But, you know, if you're, if you're there and you're a part of it, you're guilty as well. You're guilty by association. So let's break this down for a second, Mo. Okay. So you and I both like our space. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I've already said that marriage does not scare me. Relationships do not scare me. I just don't want to live with anybody ever again. So... I just looked it up. There are four states that it is still legal to have conjugal visits. 
So California, Connecticut, Washington, and New York. So if we could do that and then live separately, I mean, is it really any different than than being on the outside? I'm all for it. I mean, but could you get over the <laughs> felony murder situation? Yeah, ain't going to hurt me. They're in there. <laughs> How often are the conjugal visits? Uh, I'll have to do a deeper dive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, like if you get two a year. So let's say if it was two a month, would this be a decent arrangement for you? Um, uh, it, while enticing. <laughs> while enticing. <laughs> I don't think so. While the pros are there, the well, cons. I, I do see the pros, though. I a do lot see of cons. It. There's a lot of cons. A lot of cons. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of convicts. All the cons. My vote is yes. I can do it. Absolutely not. Yeah. It's going to be a no for me. That'd but if, yeah, if you want to hear about how she handled it, you can check out the Breakup Breakdown wherever you get your podcast. You want a little more space than me. <laughs> a lot of space. <laughs> All right, Kristen, you want to continue this list with the time that we have here from yesterday? Yes, please. So I came across this article, and it all stems from Jay-Z being on stage and defending Beyonce's honor with his daughter there. And I'm like, you know, whether you agreed or disagreed with how he handled it or where he did it, um, the fact that he was showing support for his wife in front of his daughter, I thought was like a beautiful lesson. So I found seven common bad behaviors dads accidentally model for kids. And we went through several of these yesterday and we still have three left. So of the three left, and if you want to hear the others, you can find them on our podcast. Um, never admitting you're wrong. Oh, yes. I love that one. So <laughs> I was never allowed to be right as a kid. Yes. Admitting fault. Really? No. And that's, it's a, it's a thing for dad. <laughs> Admitting fault can for many feel like a weakness. One of the things that can be really helpful for anybody, but especially for fathers, mm-hmm. is that if you have made a mistake or you're in a situation where you just don't know, um, just to, to own it, right? So why it's harmful. Learning how to recognize mistakes is the first step to being able to solve those mistakes by not demonstrating your ability to spot where you went wrong can block your kids from developing problem-solving skills and can foster a false sense of self-esteem. So when I would talk back to my dad, I knew I was right when he used this one phrase. Don't talk back. <laughs> that was it. I knew I made a good point. When, when I made a good point, my, my phrase was go to your room. <laughs> that's, that's when I knew I was crushing the debate. Um, next is over-worrying. Parents worry about their kids because they love their kids, but a little worry goes a long way. Why it's harmful. What the parent is sometimes inadvertently doing is modeling for that child that the more we worry, the more we love. A certain amount of worry and anxiety is healthy, but there's a tipping point. Constant worry can undermine the child's sense of confidence and resilience. Uh. That's that computer right there, by the way. Um, and Everybody then, was wondering. Yes. <laughs> it is not mine. It is that one. It is trying to distract me. All right. And then um, lastly, constant phone use. And I think this is for all parents. Your phone's always buzzing. Your eyes are always drawn to the screen. Why, why, why it's harmful? In the short term, having your face locked on your screen keeps you from being in the moment your kids are experiencing. We are not really giving full attention to our kids, and they pick up on that. How to correct? Designate times that are no phone mm-hmm. zones and stick to it. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. Those are great. All Thank good. Um, Where would you say we can find the rest of this list? Um, I'm going to give it to Cass for social media, but again, it's seven common bad behaviors dads accidentally model for kids, and it's courtesy of fatherly.com. It's the Burt Show. Get it? The Burt Show.